0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Be Careful Out There. I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Kelsey.
0: And today we've got two more stories for you. First, I wanted to tell you a little story of something that happened yesterday. This isn't scary in like a horror story type of way, but it is just scary to think about that people have the nerve to do this. So I was dropping off someone's Uber Eats delivery yesterday, and as I was dropping it off to him, there was an old man standing there lecturing him about gluttony. And then like when the guy saw me walking up the driveway, like you could just see it in his face. He was like, fuck, this is the worst possible timing. And so I walked up and like handed the guy the food. And then as I was walking away, I heard the old man be like, see, you're supposed to be cooking. This stuff is way more expensive. And it's like, it's so annoying that people have the nerve to just walk up to you and try to tell you how you should live your life. Like, what the hell? <laughs> so, yeah. not the poor not, guy. Yeah. Not frightening in a horror story way, but it's scary that people have the nerve to just come up and try to tell you how you should be living your life.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, not uncommon.
0: <laughs> exactly. Not
1: uncommon at all. I mean, I was in the grocery store a few weeks ago. You know, just trying to buy oranges. And a man just came up to me and told me I was going to hell. Obviously, that's not the whole story, but I'll start from the beginning. This is going to be hard because it really didn't make much sense. But this is just my memory of it. He walked up to me and he started talking about DNA for like 45 seconds straight without me getting a single word in. He said, do you know why those oranges turned out? the way that they did and do you know why you turned out the way that you did as beautiful as you are (laughs) okay maybe like a few seconds he said some other nonsense but then he ended up asking uh, do you believe in God and I just said no and then started to walk away and he was like after that he basically started um just spewing bible verses at me and yeah I just kind of had to like stand there I was actually like laughing too Um, I was trying to see if like anybody could see what was going on, but there was like conveniently nobody around. (laughs) So I just had to like stand there and take it, I guess, until I was just done. And yeah, at a certain point I was done and I just walked away. But it's funny because he kept talking, but he started walking backwards and continuing to talk. And then he just abruptly cut off and then just turned around and walked away.
0: That's so funny. And this wasn't like a homeless person? No. That's crazy because like there are a lot of homeless people that hang out like at Fred Meyer. Like especially if it's rainy outside that like Fred Meyer will just be flooded with homeless people. That's crazy though that he just walked up and just started telling you like, oh, you're going to go to hell after talking about DNA. For This
1: whole interaction could not have been more than like two minutes.
0: What's so funny is you said he talked about DNA for like 45 seconds and like. I didn't even hear the conversation, but I'm willing to bet like 99% of the things he said about DNA were probably just wrong.
1: Well, he was explaining to me how DNA is a language and that's proof of God's existence, which I've already heard that argument before. (laughs) But the point is (laughs) I didn't consent to any of that conversation.
0: Such a weird thing when you're just trying to do your grocery shopping and then somebody just comes up and just starts spewing gibberish at you.
1: The whole thing was really funny, to yeah, be honest.
0: Yeah, that is very like, funny. The
1: reason that I was looking around me wasn't because I was embarrassed. Like, I really hoped that somebody saw it so that they could start laughing with me.
0: You're like, I hope somebody got this on video. Like, <laughs> I need you to send me that.
1: I would not even be mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to get into my story for today?
1: Yes, let's hear it.
0: Okay, so this one might hit a little close to home because it's called Why I Stopped Narrating Stories on YouTube. But we narrate stories on a podcast. I started narrating stories on YouTube because after sending every story I wrote to all the big names and a few lesser known names, I got no response. No thanks for sending. No, your story sucks. Nothing. I won't mention who they are, but most of you should know who I'm talking about. Although one big name did read a short story I wrote, which I'm very thankful for. It wasn't my best. This went on for a while. After months of frustration, I finally realized it wasn't going to happen. So I decided to narrate my own stories, create a YouTube channel, pick a name, and post them myself. How hard could it be? So I did. My stories were good. At least I thought so. To my surprise, a few people actually liked them and after a while, asked if I would narrate their stories. Wow, really? Okay. They would send them to me via email, which I gave them, and I would narrate their stories. And that started the ball rolling. I was talking to a coworker one day about narrating stories for fun, and they suggested I check out an app called Reddit, and search short scary stories and no sleep. They said that they posted a few stories on there, and thought it would be perfect for me. So, I did. I created an account and started my search. There I found all kinds of amazing stories. I contacted some authors, through comments and personal messages, asking permission to read their stories. Most were cool with it, although I did get a few rejections. I just kept on asking. Always ask permission. Things were going great. I was narrating amazing stories, people were liking them, and I even earned enough karma on reddit to start my own community. I decided to use it for people to send stories to, and people actually did. All the while, I still searched other communities for stories to read. That was until I found that story. I should have known by the username that it wasn't a good idea. I'm not going to mention the name of it, because it still sends chills up my spine just thinking about it. I'm shaking writing this. It was about 1am, insomnia set in, and I was sitting at my dining room table searching reddit, when I found that story, and it just blew me away. It had it all. Drama, suspense, emotion, everything. I contacted the author through personal message asking for permission, except for some reason, I signed it using my real name, not my stage name. Big mistake. I realized what I did, but it was too late. I had already sent it. Anyway, mere seconds went by and I received a reply. Yes, I've been waiting for this. Thinking they've been waiting for someone to read one of their stories, just like I was, I replied, thank you, and planned to go on with my night, until I received my own personal message from the author. Hi, my name's Susan, wanna talk? I figured, what the hell, I'm not doing anything else, what could it hurt? So I sent back, sure. After about a 30 second conversation, I found out that, one, the author was female, two, we both liked Stephen King. Three, we both love horror stories, and four, we both live in the U.S., only a few states away from each other. I started getting tired, I let her know, we ended the conversation, both saying goodnight. I was laying in bed, almost asleep, when I got a message from her saying, I'm glad to have someone like you to talk to, I miss that. I shrugged it off and went to sleep. A couple of days went by. I came home from work and found a note on my door, and it said, hi, sorry I missed you, Love Susan. What the fuck? Love? I only talked to her for like half an hour. How'd she get my address? What the fuck did I get myself into? I took the note off the door and quickly went inside, locking the door and calling the police. I told them this story. They said there was nothing they could do until an actual crime was committed. Yeah, that's reassuring. I hung up from them and tried to do my normal routine make coffee, get changed, drink coffee, and so on. I couldn't get the note out of my head. The doorbell rang. I froze and slowly walked to the window to see who it was. It was a woman. She was about five and a half feet tall, tattered, dirty clothes, long, stringy brown hair. It looked like she hadn't bathed in a month. I knew it was Susan. I had to end this, now, before it turned ugly. And ugly it turned... I opened the door and said, look, Susan, I don't know what you think is going on, but I just wanted to read your story. That's it. I'm sorry if you thought there was something more, but there's not. Please go home. I shut the door and walked back into the house. She screamed like a wild woman. She started pounding on the door and screaming, I love you. I love you. I ran to the phone to call 911. A rock or brick or something came crashing through my front window. I turned and saw that crazy lady climbing into my house, screaming, read my story, read my story, the shards of glass from the broken window cutting her as she climbed in, blood on the window and floor, 911, what's your emergency, crazy lady is in, she charged, slamming into me, knocking me over the desk and falling to the floor herself, she was kicking and screaming like a lunatic. I got up, phone still in hand, and smashed it hard against her temple as she was getting up. I don't hit women, but that crazy lady deserved it. Her eyes rolled back in her head, and the screaming stopped, and she fell to the floor unconscious. I heard sirens outside. I guess the 911 operator heard it all. The cops came, took my statement. They made me stay outside while paramedics tended to Susan, if that's even her real name. The cops put her in cuffs and the paramedics took her to the ambulance. On her way out, she looked at me and laughingly said, I'll be waiting. They put her inside, then left. The cops finished up and did the same. I was left with a fucked up door, a broken window, blood all over the place, a broken desk, and a broken phone. All over a fucking story. I'm done. I moved out that night, left all my stuff behind... Slept in the car until payday, then rented a room off of a coworker, and I never narrated another story ever again. So if any of you are my subscribers reading this and you wondered whatever happened to me, now you know why I stopped narrating stories on YouTube.
1: Wow, that story is just like perfect for us.
0: <laughs> yeah, whether it's true or not, it's like, ooh, creepy. <laughs> it's like creepy that that could, like... Some people are crazy enough that that could actually happen. Like, whether that actually did happen or not, it's at least feasible that that thing could happen.
1: Yeah. And there's nothing scarier to me than having a stalker. Like, I really can't think of anything worse.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times when you have a stalker, like, you have a stalker for a long time before you even know about it. Like, you could have a stalker right now and not even know it. I'm sure I don't. Well, I mean, we have proven on this podcast that you're not the most observant person in the world.
1: (laughs) True. (laughs) Maybe you'll notice before I notice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely would. Like if you had a stalker, I would definitely notice before you did, unless they were like leaving you weird notes or something. You would
1: see like the same person like lingering in the same spot every day and you would know. Yeah, I would for sure. I wouldn't remember.
0: Well, what story do you have for us today?
1: This is just called, There Was Something Knocking At My Door. This happened about two years ago, nearing the end of September. My aunt and her friend decided to fly up to New York from Panama to enjoy their mini vacation with my parents and I. Although many strange and paranormal experiences have happened to me ever since I was little, this event stayed with me and affected me more than the other experiences. Here's the thing, many things have happened to a lot of my family members, specifically my aunt and her friend. We'll get back to that later, though. So, it was around 10.30 at night. Keep in mind that my old neighborhood was a very calm and quiet place. Since I live near the countryside, not much action happens in the neighborhoods. The neighbors were either elderly or young couples with smaller children. None that could cause trouble around the neighborhood. There were only about 20 to 25 houses in the entire neighborhood I lived in. Moving on, the three of us decided to stay up late to watch scary movies while my parents slept upstairs in their room. My aunt's friend was sitting near the side doors, leading to the backyard, while my aunt and I were sitting in the bigger couch near the front door. I was sitting on the left side where the door faced, and my aunt sat on the right side of me, which meant I was closest to the front door. We spent about 10 minutes debating on which movie we should watch. After those ten minutes, we finally chose to watch Odd Thomas, which wasn't really a scary movie, but it was about a guy who could see spirits and demons. What a coincidence. We were only two minutes into the movie, when I had a sudden urge to look at the door. I glanced back at my aunt and her friend, only to see them staring at the door as well. I looked back at the door for about five seconds, and then a loud bang came, and then another one following after, and then a third one. All three bangs came from the front door, almost as if five people had just body slammed into the door three times. I thought it was going to fly off its frame. My first instinct was to run to the kitchen and grab a knife, but as I was about to do that, my aunt grabbed me by the shirt and told me to stay down. As I looked to my right, I saw my aunt's friend with her knees to her chest rocking herself back and forth, while my aunt just kept her gaze towards the door. While all three of us kept our attention to the door, next to it there were two small rectangular windows on either side of the door. The right window had a small curtain, and the left side was being covered with a small decorative tree. The small curtain had a gap between it because it was glued onto the window from the top area to the bottom area, leaving the middle part loose. At the moment of the bangs, it caused the middle area of the curtain to pull up slowly, and then quickly press against the window, leaving it wrinkled. After that, we were all silent. All of us were terrified. My aunt denied being scared, but at that moment, I could see nothing but fear in her face. I wanted to run upstairs to get my parents, but I was too afraid to go up the stairs because it was right in front of the door. All I could do was text and call them, but they were too deep in their slumber to hear their phones ring. My aunt told the two of us to calm down and dismissed it as the wind. We all knew it couldn't have been, but in order to stay calm, she made up that excuse. And I must say that it was totally cliché. The next morning, I told my mother about the previous events. She brushed it off by saying it must have been a bear or a deer. Another cliché thing to say. We both went outside to inspect and found my mom's decorations near the front of the door, thrown off to the side. There were no scratch marks or bumps on the door. Everything seemed normal except for her decorations lying on the side. When the three of us looked at the door the night of the event, There wasn't anything that could have caught our attention. Since the woods were 40 meters away from my house, we would have heard the trees moving with the wind, but we heard nothing. The movie was playing at that time, but it was strange how we all felt a sudden urge to look at the door, almost as if we knew that something was about to happen. The bangs were extremely loud and caused me to jump up from the couch. It couldn't have been kids playing a prank on us because I'd been living there for about three years and nothing like that had ever happened. Plus, I knew the neighbors well enough to know that they'd never do such a thing like that. There were exactly three bangs, one after the other. One could have honestly caused the door to fly out of place, but thank God it didn't. What about the curtain? The only explanation we could come up with was that the impact of the bangs created the wind, causing the curtain to react that way. But why did it inflate slowly if the bangs were rapid and then suddenly cause it to go against the window so fast after the bangs were over? My aunt thinks that the wind must have been knocked off of its course, and that's why we didn't hear the trees moving and created huge columns of wind that must have caused the door to move so much. The gust of wind must have gotten inside the house from the cracks of the door, leading the curtain to puff up. Personally, it doesn't make sense and sounds like total BS to me. She also mentioned she saw a shadow outside, but she doesn't have an explanation for that. I didn't see a shadow. My mother came up with an excuse as well. She said it might have been a deer or a bear, but why would a deer or a bear bang their head or entire body for that matter into the door? Like I previously said, there were no scratch marks to prove it was an animal. No animal could have caused those three loud noises. We've had deer sightings in that neighborhood before, but none that have acted in such a strange behavior. Usually they would all run back into the woods. Bears are out of the question. Not once have there been sightings of them. I should also mention that we had the lights from outside on. Why would an animal come that close to a house, specifically a door that is clearly being illuminated by a light? Like I said before, animals in general are out of the question. As I mentioned before, my aunt, along with my mother, have experienced many unexplained events and they believe in the paranormal. I think the only reason they tried to make up an excuse for this situation was to prevent me from becoming paranoid and afraid. It's pretty late for that now since I've had my fair share of experiences as well. Now to my aunt's friend, My aunt told me that when her friend was younger, she suffered from really bad night terrors. She said she saw things. Demonic entities, as she described them. She'd wake up screaming and crying. It was traumatizing for her. Her family had always been religious, and they prayed for her every night. And slowly those things haunting her went away as she grew up. That really creeped me out and led me to believe that she might have brought or attracted that thing to my house. Or maybe it could have been something else. I hope this never happens to me again. Please let me know if you guys think it might have been the wind that caused those three extremely loud knocks at my door or an animal or some other kind of creature.
0: Yeah, the wind thing did not sound plausible. A column of wind that hit the door really hard and then inflated the curtain. That just sounds so weird.
1: I feel like no matter what it was, it's scary. It's kind of like your experience hearing the doorbell in the middle of the night.
0: Hmm. Yeah, like I would definitely, it would definitely freak me out Um, to hear something thudding against the door. My first assumption would be that it's someone trying to break in. Being home, like while your house is being burglarized is like super scary. Like to have an intruder in your home while you're in your home, like that sounds terrifying. Like I understand that like it's terrifying just to come home and see that your place has been robbed and like a lot of people feel like a sense of like violation that somebody was like in their personal space. But I feel like it's got to be a hundred times scarier like if you're home and you know that there's someone else in your house like that's got to be terrifying.
1: Absolutely. I feel like that would cause me to have a heart attack.
0: I'll also say just because their porch light was on does not mean that a bear wouldn't have come to their door. That's I what I was thinking. Yeah, because like bears, especially in area, like they said, they haven't seen any bears, especially in areas where bears are like super common and like they're used to like digging through people's trash. Like a bear will just mosey right up to your door and not even care. But I don't know if they could pound on the door that many times in that fast of a succession without leaving, like, scratch or claw marks. That was the thing that was, like, confusing to me was there's no, like, scratch marks or anything. So, yeah, that makes me think it was an animal. It makes me think that it was somebody trying to break into their home. That's kind of what it sounded like.
1: Yeah, and it's weird, too, because they said that they had the TV on and they had the light on. So it's like, who is stupid enough to come try to break in? And why do they just bang on the door three times and then leave.
0: I don't know. This is kind of unrelated, but um, it's super annoying when somebody like orders pizza or orders food or whatever. Like this used to happen at Domino's all the time. Like I would go to deliver someone's pizza and uh, they'd be sitting in the living room with the TV on and I would ring the doorbell or like pound on the door multiple times and they just wouldn't come to the door. Like, that happened multiple times. Like, there was one time that they were, like, watching a movie, and, like, you could hear it blaring. Like, they they must have had a good surround sound because, like, their whole house was, like, shaking. And, like, I, like, knocked on the door, and they paused the movie, but nobody ever came to the door. I knocked multiple times. I tried calling them. Like, they literally paused the movie, so I know they heard me. Nobody ever came to the door, and I just took the order back to the store. I was like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, before I started delivery driving, like, I didn't know that, like, so many people do not come to the door when they order delivery. And also a lot of people don't know their address.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like you would be surprised. Yeah, for sure. Like so many people put the wrong address. (laughs) Like it's
1: it's actually pretty shocking. Like I would have never guessed.
0: (laughs) Or people will like order to their work when they're at home or they'll order to their home when they're at work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And mistakes happen. It's just like, I don't know. It's just surprising how many people are not coming to the door Yeah, or putting the wrong address. Yeah. Like, why does it happen so often?
0: But yeah, with my assumption for this story, I would definitely say that it sounded like somebody was trying to break in and they were just making excuses trying not to, A, freak you out and B, not freak themselves out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which is probably pretty smart. Still terrifying to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that wraps up today's episode. And if you have your own stories that you want to send in, you can send those in to be careful out there podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, the best thing you can do is leave us a five star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on.
1: Yeah. And please give us a follow. We upload every Monday, Wednesday and Friday.
0: And as always, be be careful careful out there. there.